Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. Okay. Hooray! Yay, here we go! <laughs> Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. I'm Polly. I'm Kate. Here we go. Uh, so today we're doing a little bookish news, a little quick 2 BM. <laughs> no, that's, it's two book minimum and never say that again. Uh, and then um, she said, she said about the book Akata Witch by Nettie Akorafor. And we're super excited to do that because Nettie will be here on November 8th. Yes, she will. At Liberty Hall at 7 p.m. Uh, so we're excited. We are excited. All I'm right. super excited. So bookish news. I was just going to um, do a little funsy. It's not super newsy. Well, so the, the one news is that um, the Great American Read was picked. Yes. Do you want to know what it is? Everyone It's To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. I do need one. I need one. But let me tell you, it's also in Kansas, it was the number one book. In Missouri, it was the number one book. Oh, because I could do And regionally, it was the number one book. Kansas and Missouri are setting the trends. Yeah. So we, and apparently it shot to number one right away and stayed there the whole time. Nice. I know. Good. So I think that was one of the one I voted on. Do you want to know what the number two book was? What's you know what two? <laughs> Everybody was, poops. Oh, it was oh, not. It was Outlander. Was it really? Yes. <gasps> That's surprising. Mm, I'm not. Surprised. I mean, I am very glad, but I guess I was thinking that it was going to be like another classic, right. you know? <laughs> So, <laughs> so <laughs> no, it was Outlander, oh, that's and exciting. I, was, I know because I was like, what was number three? To go, oh, I don't remember. Okay, well, we'll link to <laughs> to go the top five. I can, yeah, the top five were um, <sighs> insert top five here. Girl, we'll, I have we'll slept since I know. then. Well, All right, no, I don't remember. I'm glad but, you slept since then. That was too. But Harry time. Potter was up in there. Of course, of Harry course. Potter was not number two. That's all I know. Oh, Outlander. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Good, good, good. All right. Well, actually, a few of the um, Great American Read candidates show up on this list. Uh, so Lit Hub has this whole um, themed thing where they've got uh, the 10 books that defined each uh, decade. Um, and so I picked the ones from the 80s because we think nothing good came from the 80s, except for me. Except for you. So, uh, so. Raymond Carver, what we talk about when we talk about love, is from 1981. Okay. And that's actually one of Eli's favorites. Um, and then we've got uh, The Color Purple by Alice Walker, one of the Tigar reads. That is one of my favorites. Yeah. I voted for that one frequently. Then we got Neuromancer by William Gibson, which, sorry, and this is going to surprise nobody, but I always read it as Necromancer, which is not... <laughs> I know, it's not right. That's not right. That's disgusting. Um, and then also Sandro Cisneros, A House on Mango Street, which I think we've talked about before, mm -hmm. is from 1984. Lonesome Dove, also Tigar. Mm -hmm. That was on the list. Um, Tom, that one got up there, too. Yeah. It was not. God, it's it so was, large. Yeah, it is. Uh, Tom DeLillo, White Noise, which I have not read. Um, Toni Morrison, Beloved. Mm -hmm. Tom Wolfe, 
uh, The Bonfire of the Vanities, Stephen Hawking, A Brief History of Time, <laughs> and Salman Rushdie, The Satanic Verses. Nice. So I was thinking, because the 80s is not like a time period where you think a lot of really great things came from that time period. You know, it kind of gets like pooped on. You think? Is I mean, it, like a bit of it, like the seven, it, like music wise, neon, you know. Is it because of, we did a lot of neon stuff then? Uh, you did a lot of neon stuff, yes. <laughs> that neon stuff is code for other things. We did a lot of neon stuff I mean, like, and jelly shoes and parachute oh, pants. See, my jelly shoes are legit. Right? They're sweaty, but. Um, I mean, I mean, it's like, you know, you don't really think of the 80s as like peak talent for movies and no, music. I think we were really busy doing like, neon making stuff. money and. Doing coding cocaine. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's both what we think about in the 80s. I mean, I was like, eight, I was, yeah. so I was not. Well, God, that's really young to do coding. I know, Jesus. right? I, I, I refrained. <laughs> I mean, good. I, I, but I was surprised though that um, just thinking about Color Purple, Lonesome Dove, and Beloved all right. being from the 80s. Yeah. I think, yeah. I If someone would have said what year were those books published, I don't know that I would have, I guess I would have thought. Um, Lonesome Dove was earlier, way before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. None of the books from 1986 because I was the best thing that came out of 1986. No books are in comparison <laughs> to me. Oh dang it! Uh, yeah. Let's move on to again. two book minimum. Shall All right. We? Okay. Do you want? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. And this is going to be super minimum. Um, You're going out of your brain. I say that. It's going to come right out of my brain. So, but two books that I read recently that I would love other people to read um, that I think were fantastic. Um, The first one is White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo. Mm -hmm. And it's a short book, um, but it's a powerful book. And I think it's really... It's just a really important read. Um, The things that I thought I took away from that book that I thought were really helpful and that I think would be really helpful for everyone to read really um, were one, um, that racism, the the thing that we did, the thing that happened is that um, racism started to be thought of as like a good person or Mm. a bad person Mm -hmm. thing. So like... It, you had to be a bad person mm-hmm. to be a racist person. Or a racist person. Yeah, a racist right. person is the opposite of a good person. Right. Yeah. And so um, it bec- like it's become very difficult when someone says that thing you did was racist. It is incredibly triggering for people because they've really internalized mm-hmm. the idea that that makes me a bad person. Mm-hmm. And D'Angelo says, no, that God, doesn't make D'Angelo. you a bad person. But the singer, the Angela singer. No, no, sorry. But that I'm doesn't just gonna imagine him. No, <laughs> I'm having a serious. I'm sorry. Thought. Go ahead. Okay, yes. that doesn't make you a bad person. And so, like, if if we could get beyond mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. we could have a lot more productive conversations about um, white supremacy mm-hmm. and and being socialized um, to be white supremacist and being socialized to be racist. Because white supremacist is also incredibly triggering it's horror like i mean mm-hmm. you, if someone said like that's you're having you're doing a white supremacist mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. um that would be that'd be a horrible thing to hear because you're thinking of it as 
I mean, hopefully if you're right, hopefully you're thinking of it as a horrible thing. Right. You're hoping, but, but you know, but the thing is, is like, you might just be participating in, you might just be participating in mm -hmm. a thought process, like doing something like, oh, that's a bad school. Right, I don't, exactly. I'm not want to send my kids to that bad school, right? but not digging any deeper than that mm -hmm. to figure out what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. Are those words coded? Right. Um, and so that was also, that was another piece. The other takeaway that I thought was really great was that she, she did, she said, here are things that you might think or say mm. that are problematic. Great. That are That's good. You know, yeah. contributing to white supremacy because they're things that I hear myself say sometimes uh -huh. like, uh -huh. you know, oh, I don't know that neighborhood seems uh -huh. to have really uh -huh. gone downhill or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe... For maybe it did, but I you need to really examine the reasons why. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. So like, examine what that means. Examine yeah, different examine mm -hmm. right the processes by which a neighborhood goes downhill, mm -hmm. and don't just blame the mm -hmm. people who live in the neighborhood. Right. You know. So anyway, so like you could be a quote unquote good. I mean, you could be a nice person who blah yes. blah blah but you also am, probably say racist things you do and you do it because we're all socialized and and it just you have like uh, overcoming your socialization is practically impossible mm -hmm. so you really just have to constantly Start work noticing. on it which mm -hmm. is why i would recommend everyone reads this book and then i would recommend that you reread it at least uh -huh. twice a year right sure just to stay fresh yeah stay Stay on top of it. And you then know, probably things will it. stick out to you or... Yeah. Because D'Angelo, I mean, that's what she said. She teaches this and she has to do that. Mm -hmm. She all, And as a white know, person. Like, right. Yeah. She's constantly... And she gives... And also there's a really... She has a really good interaction where she did something um, that was offensive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she does... She shares a lot of interactions that I think are really helpful. But she herself, you know, shared an interaction that she did or she said something offensive, it was not intentional, but mm -hmm. intent doesn't matter. Right, exactly. Like, I mean, that's, that yeah. was another really, that's an important lesson that your intent doesn't lessen the impact. Mm -hmm. And she walks through how to have that conversation with somebody mm, nice, and to nice. create a deeper relationship with that person. Nice. So um, we should do training. Like, I mean, we should do more yeah. training across the board. Yeah. On it was incredible. It was an incredible book. So mm -hmm. that was book number one. Book number two, which is of related to what we're going to talk about today is um, Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Odayemi. Mm, it's got a gorgeous cover. It has a gorgeous cover. I know I always talk cover. about the freaking covers on a podcast yeah. where you can and, see. And I hope, I hope I did pronounce her name correctly. I think I did. But she, um, my recollection of this is that this is like, she got like a six-figure um because this is her debut, contract. Yeah, right? this is her yeah. debut book. She's like 24 mm -hmm. or something. She got like the six-figure contract to write this That's book. Epic. And it's the start. Mm -hmm. It's the start of a, um, a pro at least a trilogy. And cool. so um, it is based in, um, there are, it's about magic. It's about magic. Mm -hmm. And in this um, African-based country, now all of a sudden I'm doubting whether or not it ever said Africa. I don't know that it did, but mm -hmm. the characters, I mean, the characters are all like, like inspired by African, inspired by African. And yes. Like mm -hmm. And so, um, and it's, it's just incredibly 
detailed and beautifully written Mm -hmm. and um, it's written from multiple viewpoints. If you like that, I think you'll really like this. And, um, and it really just sucks you right in to like the, these worlds. I mean, it's definitely fantasy. Mm -hmm. So um, if you, and which is not your thing, not, not totally. I always say that, but then I'm like, I love Game of Thrones. Outlander. Yeah. I love Outlander, which has, a fantasy element. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is. Just... Everything. I think I'm just deciding everything's my thing. So anyway, <laughs> that book was fantastic. Um, I think if, especially if you're going to, if you want to maybe companion read it with Akata, which, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. later, it would be great because they're two different kinds of um, magical systems mm-hmm. and different ways of looking at mm-hmm. Africa. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, Akata, which is very, like, clearly based Rated. in Africa. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's, cool. it was fantastic. It was a fantastic book. Cool. Um, Good reading. And that reminds me of, so just to kind of uh, bring this up now. So I'll link to um, a TED Talk that uh, Nettie did um, talking about, like, Afrofuturism and mm. how she wanted to see... Um, like African mythology and folktales and culture and language and foods and all these sorts of things in fantasy because that was not really reflected. And so, like, these are two examples of, mm-hmm. of different authors yeah. doing that like, doing that differently. Right. Cool. All right. What you got? Um, right. Yeah, my turn. Okay. Uh, so mine are – there's, like, a sort of a picture – well, it is literally a picture book for children. And then the other one is kind of a photo essay book. Um, so first of all, photo essay book, Contact High by Vicki Toback. Um, I was shelving, and I believe it's it's pretty new, um, and it's a visual history of hip-hop. And um, what I really love about it, it's um, like photo spreads of different uh, hip-hop artists and like from like the 80s until now-ish, I haven't gotten all the way through. Um, and it's the proof page from all these photographers. And so um, I'm going to do a lot of hand gestures that you guys can't see. But uh, it's like they're laid out, you know, different now stills. The yeah, I'm tapping the air. Different <laughs> stills and things. Uh, and so you don't just get like one posed photo of like Tupac or Biggie or whoever you get like the whole series and like catching them mid laugh and stuff Mm. like that. And so it's really beautiful. And then the photographers who are like ranging all over the place, um, in, in in the United States, uh, they're all kind of talking about their interactions with, um, with the singers and the rappers and stuff. And so it's just really cool. And it's like, it's kind of like if you look through like a, a, like a Woodstock thing where you're just like, oh, I wish I was there. Like, I, I want right. to be like this. They look like they're having so much fun. Like, they obviously like love everybody they're working with. You know, it's just. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds, it's, that sounds cool. I'll yeah. Take, I'm going to flip through that. Cool. Before it goes back on the shelf. Good. Yes. Uh, and then the second one is um, my friend Bita. Hello, Bita. Uh, just told me about this this morning. It's What Do You Do With a Problem by Kobe Yamada. Um it's a picture book and it's over in the growing section in the picture books because I just picked it up over <laughs> in the Lawrence Public Library children's section. Um, so she was talking about how she reads it with her um, two and a half year old kid uh, and how they both just really love it. And so it starts, there's a kid who has this giant like black 
gray swirling cloud, like dark mass cloud behind him. That's his problem. Yeah. And he's like, why do I have this problem? I didn't ask for a problem. Like I wasn't expecting this. Like they didn't plan for a problem to happen, which is so how it actually happens. I know. And I want to read this book. I know. Right. (laughs) So she's telling me about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, like, the kid tries all these different things, and he's like, well, I'm just going to walk away from the problem, you know, or I'm just going to, like, hide from the problem or, like, try to cover it up with other things. And, like, it just keeps coming back, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it talks about, like, the anxiety that it's inducing. Like, this little kid is like, what if it takes away all my all the things I love or all my things? Like, what if it – like, Aww. it's so mature. And then – well, actually, I don't want to tell you the end of it so because okay. it's adorable. But Don't tell us the end. But, but I'm, I was thinking, I'm buying that book for everyone. I know. That's exactly – I know. She told me about it, and it's the first time I've been like, picture book? Yep, going to pick that up. But uh, I guess, like, a lot of Amazon reviews are parents saying, like, if I had this, I would have saved a lot of money in therapy. Like, this is <laughs> – because it is so well, like. I mean, that's don't you think that's it's like the brilliance the, of kids' books? The big, and the biggest, I mean, like one of the biggest problems that I have see adults having is just thinking like, if they just don't address a problem, mm-hmm. that it will just. I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone consciously thinks if I just don't address this problem. Some, it's I mean, go away. maybe I they have, do. Like, I don't, we'll just have you. Um, It'll just yes. go away. Uh, but, um, yeah. I, I mean, know, just in things hardest. like, my cat's got whatever, you know, like, maybe if I ignore it, then it'll go away or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, just I little things. I feel like, well, and to me, I feel like that's been the thing I most, like, the thing I most try to instill in my kids is, mm-hmm. like, no, you have to advocate it's for gonna yourself. Keep getting you bigger. have to, like, if there's a problem, you have to stop and turn around uh-huh. and just deal with it yeah you're totally like this book yeah that, yeah because you ha- and and the thing is it's like occasionally you know you can wait a little bit to see if it becomes if it's like mm-hmm. as big a problem as you think it's gonna be yeah you don't have to jump on everything sometimes that causes more problems too i do that but um yeah but yeah no that's just covering that's it up you're running away all those things lesson. yeah it just Gets bigger and bigger. So everyone it, needs white fragility, and everyone needs. What do you do with the what problem? What do you do with the problem? Yeah. What do you do with a problem called white fragility? White fragility. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Address it. Address yeah. it. Read one and then the other. So it. that was what white fragility. White fragility by Robin D'Angelo and Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Odiemi. And Contact High by Vicky Tobak. And What Do You Do With a Problem by Kobe Yamada. Also, there is another book called What Do You Do With an Idea that also sounds adorable. Okay. So, same, same same, author? Same author. I think I'm going to just do a year of children's books. I will talk about I'm that. I'm not actually going to do we... that. <laughs> I'm going to do a day of children's books. Okay. All right. Up to... She said, she said. All right. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Are you? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes I say that and then I don't know if I am. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about this because this book was fantastic. So we're discussing Akata Witch by Nettie Okorafor. Who's going to be in Lawrence? Who's going to be in Lawrence? November November 8th. November 8th. At Liberty Hall. Liberty Hall. 7 p.m. Is it 7 p.m.? I think so. Okay. That's the part I didn't sing. If it's not 7 p.m., it's 7.30. And you'll be early. Get there at like 5. Get there at 5 because you're going to want to... Get some popcorn yeah, You're going to want to see this. So, yeah. so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Nettie? Okay. So, 
first of all, she's fabulous on social media. You should follow her on, I think, on, well, on Facebook for sure and Twitter. And I think she's on Instagram. Um, and she's just wonderful, brilliant. Love. I love her. Um, so funny story is that Neil Gaiman's coming. Yeah. Um, and like there was like the epic line and people were in line, obviously, for like right. two or three hours. Mm -hmm. I have not personally ever read a Neil Gaiman book. I don't know when I will, but like Nettie Okorfor coming was like, I think I did a happy dance that was equivalent to some of the yes. other people's. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so excited about this. Um, so she was born in the U.S. and she has two um, Ni uh, Nigerian immigrant parents. She's got a PhD in English, um, was a professor of creative writing at Chicago State. She's also from Illinois, like me. Um, she has won so many awards for her short stories, her YA books, her um, adult fiction. Um, she won a World Fantasy Award for Who Fears Death, which has been optioned by um, George R.R. R. Martin, that guy. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I know. Um, also, I'm just going to interject with a lot of things. Okay. So, interestingly, I think it was Vice. I'm just going to call them out. Hopefully that's right. Um, posted a tweet about this and Nettie retweeted it and it was like it was like uh George R. R. Martin uh options fan uh, like fantasy series set in Nigeria and like the picture is of like George R. R. Martin and like the headline doesn't say Nettie's name the headline didn't say like the picture didn't say her name or anything like that oh. and so she tweeted and was like hello this is my my book. Wow. Uh, this is yeah, like that's you know it's not it's not written by him, and so everybody tweeted at them, Ooh. and they finally were like whoopsies. Yep. So, so but anyway, that's how like B A she is. She's just like hey, listen, George mm -hmm. R. R. Martin, schmorch, 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 Martin. Right. This uh -huh. is uh, yeah, this is my book. Yeah, um, so um, but a lot of her books or all of them are inspired by. Uh, her Nigerian heritage and uh, many trips to Africa, and she currently lives in Chicago, which is so close, um, with her daughter and her family. So that is her in a nutshell. Well, she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I will say, um, both you and I got to meet her briefly. Yeah, when we were at Book Expo, I believe. I don't. I don't think I made signing. a good impression. Because I, I think I was like. Ha! <laughs> I don't know. I think I was calmer, mm -hmm, but um, she's just delightful. She was signing um, Akata Witch mm -hmm. because That's I think she was on tour version. for yeah, because she was on tour for Akata Warrior, uh -huh. the next book in the series, and she signed one for my daughter Lily, and then she drew a lily on the side yeah. of the book. Maybe we'll remember to take a picture of our. Um... Oh yeah. Of our little doodles on Let's the... Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, she's just a, a delight. She's in really... In addition to being a genius. Mm -hmm. Yep. A delightful genius. So, do you want um, to kind of do a... Yeah. Cap? I'll, I'll, read, the, cap I'll read the description cool. from the book. So, um, and I'm literally going to read the description from the book. Uh, Sunny lives in Nigeria, but she was born in New York City. She looks West, West African, but is so sensitive to the sun due to her albinism that she can't play soccer during the day. She doesn't seem to fit in anywhere. Then she learns why. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Her classmates Orlu and his friend Chichi reveal that they have magical abilities and so does she. Orlu and Chi-Chi have been working with their teacher for years. Sunny needs a crash course in magical history spells, juju, shape-shifting, and dimensional travel. Her new world is a secret from her family, but it's all well worth, but it's, 
It's well worth all of the silence, exhaustion, and sneaking around. Still, there's a dark side. After her, thank you. After she found her footing, Sunny or Luchichi and their American friend Sasha are asked by ma- by the magical authorities to help track down a criminal, not just a run-of-the-mill bad guy, a real-life hardcore serial killer with the with abilities far stronger than theirs. Done. 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 So it's yeah. an intense book. I mean, like it's yeah. The, and she's twelve. Yes, they're all well. They're they're all that age wise. It's age-ish. kind of yeah, yeah. And that that was actually that was some of my notes to myself because right like this is a this is completely a coming of age story mm-hmm. in some ways where, um, in the way that you know what I was thinking of when I was reading this was um, um, oh the why am I completely Here, blanking on? Out. Uh, when they, Sounds when like... the kids are in the museum. Oh, um, and mixed the, up files. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where I was like, these kids are just like, mm-hmm. they're on the loose. Yeah. And, and like doing grown up stuff. Right. And yeah. And that's, but that is a beautiful, so like, cause this is technically a YA book, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's not it's like YA, like Harry Potter's YA. Yeah. It's like, it's like all, all ages. Pretty right. Much. And, yeah. and also I forgot, you know, the children of. Blood and Bone Earls is also why, but it's really all ages. It's just a, it's because it's a fantastic read. But it is, mm-hmm. it's a coming of age story. It's like figuring out yourself, mm-hmm. figuring out who you your are, friends, your, your friends, yeah. where you come from, how you fit in, and mm-hmm. how do you fit in with your friends? How you fit in in the world? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm gonna say this, and it may be a lie, but I'm pretty sure it's a truth. I think this was the first YA book I read on purpose. Maybe, oh. maybe it's not, maybe it's not, I don't know. But one of the first, like, Seems three. Like, like, Kimberly was like, here are three, here are several YA books. Because um, little me three years ago was like, I want to write some YA. And so, uh, <laughs> I was very small then. And, uh, yeah, and I read this and was like, dang. And I haven't... I haven't, I haven't really read the Harry Potter, the Harry's Potter. The Harry's Potter. I've read the first three Harry's Potter, but not the other ones. Well, let's talk, and this is a, that's interesting, because a lot of people say mm-hmm. this is the Nigerian uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, which is, and I've even sold it that way to people, and then I realized that that's. I don't know. I mean, I, I know that Brad wrote, mm-hmm. uh, he wrote a, a blog post about this, and I, I wouldn't say it's not the mm-hmm. Nigerian Harry Potter. I mean, there are there are elements that are similar in that she finds out at age twelve mm-hmm. that, and he's eleven. I guess you know that she isn't who she thought she was. Mm-hmm. She has these abilities. She's different from her family, and, and she's yeah. different from her family. And then she. Um, he goes away to Hogwarts. She doesn't go away, but she's sort of living this double life. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it's just that, like, there's probably lots of stories mm-hmm. like that. Right. And so... And this one, and they both tend to have magic. Yeah. But um, I... Well, can I say some things I loved about this book? You may. Can I? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so here's... Please do. I appreciate that. So first of all, I loved reading... I loved reading a coming-of-age story in another culture mm-hmm. because there are some things that are universal, but there are some things that were different mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so I loved reading that. I loved that. Um, I loved that 
she didn't, that Nettie Okorfor did not like define everything that you were reading. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like you're reading and then she knows that non-Nigerian readers are reading it. And mm -hmm. so she has to throw in, it's like, mm -hmm. no, you've got Google. Yeah. Go Google it. If, you know what I mean? Right. Like you That's can great. figure things, most things out in context. You really can. Yeah. Um, but you also learn. Right. But you, but I'm like, I am really like, I sincerely, mm -hmm. and I've read, like, I follow Nigerian authors and I like read Nigerian authors. And so I'm convinced I need to have some jollof rice. Like, oh, no, me too. I was thinking that exact thing. <laughs> I yeah. was like, jollof rice is like, shows up all the, all time, the time and it just mm -hmm. seems like a thing. I really, and I'm very interested in this pepper soup too. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I love that. I loved the emphasis so you know these again these kids are young they're um they're trying they're just all figuring out what their magical powers are what their juju is mm -hmm. like what kind of juju can they do mm -hmm. um and i love that there's like such an emphasis and then you know i think this is part of nigerian culture like there's such an emphasis on learning and books mm -hmm. and and that age for mm -hmm. wisdom so like they're mm -hmm. young mm -hmm. But there's there's always this emphasis on like, yes, um, you're young and you can do these things, and also there are some things that you just require you you're required to be a certain age to mm -hmm. do a certain thing because of wisdom. Yes, like maybe you could do it, but also you don't have the wisdom. Right. At that yeah. Point. Or the experience. And mm -hmm. as an old person, <laughs> you know, Ruby would smack you. Oldish person. Um, as Kate a middle, as a middle of life person, I, yeah. I, I'm definitely, there are some things that I'm all like, I'm getting like, oh, I, and, and I know when I, if I had been your mm -hmm. age right. or younger, it was so irritating when people would say, well, you'll understand it when you you'll understand yeah. it when you're older, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. There are just some things that you just eventually get because you've gotten this wisdom mm -hmm. so i loved i loved that um that piece of it what were some of your things that you loved about it? um so i i really liked that all four kids are very different mm -hmm. um and i love um there's a concept of the um of it is it your spirit face yes um and you once you see that, you kind of hide that from other people. Like, that's like a personal yeah. thing. They said it was like seeing someone it's, naked yeah. if you see their spirit face. Right. And I really like that because I think it's it's just nice to have something that is, is yours as a kid. And you're like, this is my magic. I can see it. I can share things with other people. But also, like, this is kind of where my confidence comes from. This is like, right. I, um, this is going to, like, grow with me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and my favorite part about the book is that um, it takes, in several instances, it, like, it takes what a character is maybe self-conscious about or made fun of for or what have you. Um, and, like, that is the source or related to your power. Like, right. if you lost X, Y, or Z factor about yourself that you don't like, mm -hmm. you would have lost your power. And I love that. I right. think that's really, really cool. Yeah. So she, um, so they're, uh, we didn't talk about this. They're in um, Nigeria, they're called the leopard people. So mm -hmm. if you're, the leopard people are the people who have magic. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, in the leopard people's culture, like your, mm -hmm. what other people think of as your quote unquote, deformity or uh -huh. something like like she like her albinism is 
the thing, the source of her power. Right. Um, there's another character who has scoliosis, which yeah. when I read that, so Nettie yeah, had Nettie scoliosis w- when she was younger. Yeah. And I, and then when I was reading that, I was like, oh yeah. And then, I mean, and, Spectre um, has scoliosis and that was part, like it related to what she could do with her magic. Mm-hmm. And like Orlu, um, is dyslexic or has dyslexia and mm-hmm. he's able to undo spells. Like he can read them back, like backwards them basically, right. you know? And so like, yeah, the thing that kind of, um, has caused limitations in some parts of his life is the exact same thing that makes him like save the day, you know, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I get a little chills. Yeah. That's um, actually, and that reminds me. So like if you're, if you like the Rick Riordan books, mm-hmm. the um, mm-hmm. Percy Jackson books, yeah. that's a similar theme in that book ah, too. Okay, cool. Is, um, yeah. So that's, I think that that's, that's a really reassuring thing. It's a reassuring thing to read at any age, at any but age, especially but yeah. it's a reassuring thing to read that like, the worst stage of your life, which is middle school. Right. And the wor- and the worst thing about you, the worst the worst the thing that people try to tell you is the worst thing about you isn't mm-hmm. the worst thing about you. True. There's so many worse things <laughs> that you'll never know until Honey, later. Until you have the experience and the wisdom. There's gonna be all to kinds see of your worse real flaws. <laughs> Trust me. Um so I like her writing style. Um I read the second one. Uh, Akata Warrior, and I may I maybe liked it better. I don't know. Oh, did you? I don't know. Okay. I really liked. I really really liked it though. Okay, so I need to get on top of that because I I was like at the end I was like, Ooh, uh-huh. what's gonna happen next? Yeah, yeah. And, and does, you do want to keep, you want to keep yeah, going. It's yeah, a bit, it's not a, like a cliffhanger, but you know, like you want to keep going. Things have not been solved. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. there's there is something coming. Yes, and these kids are poised to do something about it. So it's like they... Poop's going down. Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I uh, really liked it. I really enjoy this book. I, and I think it's great for all ages. I think I'm going to... I think the thing... There was something I liked about it um, that uh, more than Harry Potter in a little way, or I don't know, it was, was that um, reality exists more in a Kata Witch mm-hmm. than I think in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like... Um, she still has to go to school, right? She's like real, to, like, like like normal right. non leopard people school, yeah. and but things get brought up like um the diff- like religion is mm-hmm. brought up. So like the fact that people are different religions, mm-hmm. um, sexism yeah. is, a, is a big piece. Yeah. Like I don't know that they're that that that's as um like maybe a little bit I with Hermione, but like, right, right yeah. yeah. I don't know that it's such a such a thing in Harry Potter, but it's definitely like sexism and you know and and then i think she addresses that like in the nigerian culture Mm -hmm. um i think that they're um like just the different um groups like different groups who live in Uh um nigeria like they're like make an appearance and i just i i don't know and like yeah you know just like the way like the culture is woven the different kinds of culture are woven together mm-hmm. in a way that I think was just, it's more realistic and it addresses things a little more. And I don't know I if she does more of that in, in Akata Warrior. But. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, like it doesn't take all take place in Hogwarts basically. No. Yeah. I really, I enjoyed that. I also really love, like she plays soccer and she's an amazing soccer player. And I yeah. just thought it was like, and she doesn't know that about herself because she couldn't, 
she had to play at night because mm-hmm. she couldn't go out in the sun. And so, but it also relates to what her spirit, uh-huh. it relates to what her spirit. She's faced. just multifaceted and like each of them have sort of interests in t- things that aren't directly related to their magic or mm-hmm. aren't related to the other person or, right. you know, so I, I like that. I, I feel like I kind of know these kids a little bit. Um, and you get a little bit of their background, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I just freaking love this book. Yeah, one last thing I would say that I liked about this book, um, about like I, th- I like the theme of, and again, maybe this is part of Nigerian culture that, um, maybe wasn't made as explicit, but I wonder. But the theme is like more is at stake than your lives. Mm, it's bigger like, than you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. big. This is bigger than you, and you know what I mean. Like there's. Um, your job mm-hmm. is to protect. is to is to protect, mm-hmm. and I guess that, that that is a bit that is a bit of what's in Harry Potter too. But it's but I, it's explicitly stated. It's, it's like a, it's explicitly this is bigger stated. than you. You might die, yeah. but like I, there's a quote on page two forty two that I wrote down, and it was when things get bad, they don't stop until you stop the badness or die. <laughs> and I just thought, like, right? And I thought, like, you know, that's it. Like you, I mean, every single person. You can't turn up like you have to. You mm-hmm. have to do the work of stopping the badness. What do you do with the problem? What do you do with the problem? It's all related you die. here, or it's you all don't die. Related here, right. yeah. Or you don't die. But it was, um, yeah. I I have been I have been carrying this book around uh-huh. in on my metaphorical to be read pile forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that we. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that we read it because I, you know, I wanted to read it before she came. I also, I would like to read the Binti series. Mm-hmm. Those are quick reads. Yeah, before she gets here. Yeah. Well, and um, so Binti trilogy, I read, I actually only read the first one and then I think I started the second one and then it was due back. Uh, but Robin Miles does the audio, I think, for all three oh, okay. and she's the queen of audiobooks. Oh. So. Well, I will tell you the audiobook of this was was wonderful. Oh, and that's on Hoopla? Um, yes, it's on <gasps> Hoopla cool. right now, like so to. you can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't ha- won't have to wait for it. It's great because you get all the pronunciations. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You hear the inflection and the tone, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was a it was a it was a good listen. Good, um, awesome, and also we have it in the book club bag, so it's a. It's a neat discussion. It's a neat discussion with like, I guess, an all ages group, but especially, I mean, I would love to sit in on a discussion of it with like middle schoolers and just kind of like be a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. But it was, it's also fun with like people who aren't in middle school because you can like look back on how you felt, you know, and, and like, what if I would have had this book when I was being teased for being super tall right really what i should have done is just dunked all those kids (laughs) being tall is your superpower i know you just told me today that you could clean your gutters out without a ladder i know (laughs) all my pants are short but it's okay because now everybody has short pants anyway not the point so uh but yeah there's a lot of books where i'm like man this tackled so many awesome things i wish i would have had this as a kid. And so I'm excited for my friends who have kids or what have you to, yes. to kind of experience this. I love it. And I love that. Um, one thing I love about this that wasn't it. I mean, I know Hermione is fantastic mm-hmm. in Harry Potter, but I love that Sunny is the main character yeah. of this book. Yes. I love that it has a, a and that I love that the, the there's four friends, mm-hmm. two girls and two boys. Yeah. And they, 
And they're all they like, balance each other. Yes, like, they're all equally awesome. There's yeah, there's some, and actually that's sort of one of the concepts in the book is they're part of us, uh, this small coven mm -hmm. that is a part of their learning is is learning together, mm -hmm. learning to work together, learning yeah, to balance each other. it's a lot of lessons that I really. It really is. I'm like the more we're talking about it, the more I'm like, man, dang it, this is real good. So um, obviously, we suggest that you read a Cottowitch. So um, you mentioned Rick Riordan. What he says about the book is. If you're tired of knights, dragons, and Merlin-type wizards and are interested in exploring a fresh and different world of magic, try a Katowicz. It's jam-packed with mythological wonders. Yeah. High praise, because he's pretty good. People like him. Yeah, no, that's really good. Same with this fella, Mr. Gaiman. Uh, <laughs> the sheer joy of something like the Akata series is the feeling that I simply have not have not read this before and that is so rare it's fantasy yet it comes from a cultural cultural place that isn't the stuff we've been we've seen a thousand times before right. absolutely mm -hmm. yeah uh and our pal Lori hall sanderson uh yes. <laughs> aka our friend's mom uh, hey, Lori. that still sounds cool i, I mean i was trying to brush it off but it still sounds cool i know it does uh in all caps, Akata Warrior is amazing, if you wanted a hype for the second one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so she calls it the most imaginative, gripping, enchantous, enchanting fantasy novels. Enchanted fantasy. Enchanted She's ever read. Anyway. <laughs> that's the end of that quote. Well, well, okay, good. So, um, like every, almost every, she said, she said, we're in complete agreement. Yep. We didn't fight about this. Did not fight about this. I don't know what we would fight about this. Before, no, it's wonderful. It's Everybody read it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful in a way that's different from a lot of ones that we've read recently, though. It's true. It's true. I just, if you're, if you feel like I totally agree with Neil Gaiman, like if you're, because we agree on a lot of stuff, me and Neil. You and Neil. And um, last time we were chatting about it. Right. So um, we agree. We, yeah, I just, it, I, uh, he was I, like, I, I think this, and I thought, same thing, Neil. <laughs> I, well, and I think too, like sometimes <laughs> I feel mocked now. Um, <laughs> As I should be. Um, it's but super I, power. <laughs> it's my superpower. <laughs> but I love, I love that. Um, I, I just loved reading something from a different culture that uh -huh. is something I've read from this culture. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, I love that, that, and I love that there's other options and I hope that there are more mm -hmm. cultures yeah. that are like, I have some. Absolutely. I mean, like I totally have this Korean yeah. like thing I could write, or I totally, you know what I mean. Right. I just I want to more I want to experience other people people's cultures through this cool lens of like a coming of age mm -hmm. magic story yeah. that is like that people are really that obviously into. Right yeah, now. exactly. Yep. So, Sames. 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 Well, okay. Twelve thumbs up. <laughs> All twelve. We grew some extras uh, just for this book. Well, we can't always be reading. Can't always be reading. I'm rarely, rarely, Lily. Are you ready for can't always be reading? I'm right. I was trying to say I'm rarely reading these days. I mean, uh, I probably gave away your, your yeah, can't I know. always be reading, which was cleaning I your gutters. I bought a house. <laughs> I'm buying a house with the tenants to homeowners program. Is this your singing episode? Yeah, apparently. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, tenants <laughs> to homeowners program, which I am going to be the, the ambassador for from now on. So HMU, if you have any questions about it, but um, I just bought a house. I'm sweeping my walkway. I am taking the gunk out of the gutters, which is really gross, but also very satisfying. Because then you look at it and you're like, 
thumbs are clear and they weren't clear just a few minutes ago. <laughs> it is kind of nice to have a, it's kind of nice to do a job that has. Yeah. Like a, a like, like mowing we, a lawn. Boop, right? boop. Then it looks completely different. Yes. Yeah. There is some satisfaction in that. Super much satisfaction. Sweaty satisfaction. Sweaty satisfaction. satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yuck. So, <laughs> what have you been doing? Oh my gosh. Sweating. What have I been doing? Well, I I just wanted to say to everybody, if I saw you uh, at the Great American Read, I, you saw my fabulous mm. wig and costume. Mm -hmm. Where'd you get that? Um, I don't know if I should say because I don't know if they actually. Oh, okay. It. Mm. It, it was a secret location. It was a, a very nice. Um, actually, I'll say, Lawrence, um, uh, or Theater Lawrence, who, who is a wonderful partner of ours, and we do things together. Like allowed me to borrow this for. Is there? There's this pictures. Event. There are pictures Good. somewhere. Um, someone took some. So that's what I've been doing, and then um, you know, tomorrow is a significant day. Yeah, I'm it's turning 29. I was going to say Taco Tuesday. I was going to try to say something, but it wasn't. You're turning 29? Mm -hmm. Well, it's your golden birthday. It is. That's nice. 29 on the 29th. That's nice. I just like to relive that every year. Mm -hmm. So, or some, or I'm so. No, you know what? You don't because now you're a lot more wiser than you it's were then. It's true. Yeah. I'll own it. Yeah. I'm take the. I'm going to be 46. Sweet. That sounds awesome. And I'm wise. Yeah. So wise, not as wise as Ruby. Right, I know. I wish Ruby's the wisest of all the people. Mm -hmm. I know we're just gonna say nice things about her, and then she'll never know. And she'll never know that we say nice things about her. But um, that's pretty much it. I have been like literally just dry. Like yesterday, I we loaded up the car and just drove around looking at leaves, mm, and that God, is what hasn't I hasn't it been gorgeous. What I did today, mm -hmm. and it's what I'm doing tomorrow probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just such a short wind. It was like. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then they yeah. finally change. So there's a short window of of time mm -hmm. where I am the happiest person in the world mm -hmm. because this is It's like all the colors. It so makes gorgeous. it just like it just shoots all this incredible happy, happy feeling yeah. into my brain. So um, the trees are really doing a good job for you this year. They, like they are like coordinated. They are showing out. And uh -huh. then also the the sky has been mm -hmm. like this incredible sapphire. To show against. Shout out to nature. Yeah, good job. Yes, I know. It's, you are doing a really fine yeah, job. Yeah, it's been gorgeous out. It's going to be cloudy and gray for the rest of the week. but Not tomorrow. Not tomorrow, no. Oh, no, it would never end your birthday. That would be rude. <sighs> that would be rude. <laughs> so that's it. I'm, leaves I'm and houses. For, leaves <laughs> and houses. And I'm hoping for, um, I asked for my birthday treat, which was Rice Krispie Treats mm. and Angel Food Cake. Those are two Both? things I want. That sounds awesome. Yes. My birthday is just a few days after yours. Can I have some? Yes, you can. Thank you. You can. And then I, yeah, you should say yours because your birthday's Scorpios. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I did ask my kids. Uh, they're they're all broke. They're all they're they're broke at they're broke right now. And so I was like, don't buy me anything because usually you know they're like, okay, I have ten dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna buy like, a don't, crappy candle. Don't buy me anything like. And so I asked them if they would please all write three memories, Aww. three of their favorite memories of just the two of us, like something they remembered. So we'll see what I get. Oh, boy. 
I'm, I that hope. one time in the car when you remember when you said I'll pull this car yeah, exactly. over. You reached like, back and you actually got yeah. me. I was like, don't tell, don't tell me anything. I don't want to remember. Just tell me right. some good things. So I'm, I'm excited about that. That's actually, I mean, I mean, that'd be. It lovely. sounds completely. So I could have done that instead of buying you something. You could have. <laughs> tell me your your favorite memory of me. Over oh the past man, four I'm years. gonna come up with something good. <laughs> but um. That's, That's really sweet. I mean, I like it that. really is. Like, I mean, if if my kids did that for me for every single gift giving holiday, mm-hmm. I would I would be completely happy. That's very nice. Except for the one time when I want Noah to buy me, um, a cru- I've told him he needs to buy me a cruise to Ireland. Oh sure. Just, I mean, well, like they should just save up every year and give you some memories, and then be like, "Bam, <laughs> you can read these all your yeah, cruise." Exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> just kidding. But not really. But not really. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our show. That is our show. Happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs> that's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.